I'll drop that motherfucker. Recorded from the heart of the music city, Nashville, Tennessee. What's his name? Fucking Shrek? Hey man, every book is a children's book if the kid can read. Sobros Network brings to you the Sobros Power Hour. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas looking for strippers and cocaine. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. Let the SobrosNetwork.com team get you to your weekend faster. I just don't know how to express myself sometimes when I need to be properly different. This is the Sobros Power Hour Podcast. I'm going to Shabooms! Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Sobros Nation, it is finally Friday and we are free again, getting our motors running for a wild weekend. I know y'all out there done used that Manscaped, hit up the promo code Sobros Titans for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Get those balls slick and smooth for the weekend because you just don't know what the next three days have in store for you. We're here, we're live, minds right, asses tight for another episode of the Sobros Power Hour right here on the Sobros Network. I'll be your host for the show, the EIC at SobrosNetwork.com, Big Natural, Stony Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Follow us collectively at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. And of, cho- of course, all our latest work is live at SobrosNetwork.com. Before we get started today, I do want to mention... We've got a couple of big live streams coming up in the next week. On Sunday night, we are going to be doing the Vix Flicks podcast live from the Oscars. Brandon Vick and myself are going to sit down and react watching the Oscars ceremony live on our main social platforms. That's at Sobros Network. We're going live for our own version of the red carpet at 6.30 p.m. Central. And then next Thursday... I'll be going live with friends of the Sobros Network. I think I think we've got Stephen McCash on board, and I think we've got Outspoken Owen on board for the NFL draft coverage night one, the first round, again, at Sobros Network at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Tune in and watch the NFL draft with us. But let's get to the here and now. It is Friday. We're feeling good. We're trying to get you to your weekend a little bit faster here on the Sobros Power Hour, and this week... I've got Cadbury with me. Cadbury, how are you doing on this fine Friday? What's up, sir? <clears throat> I'm doing all right. I uh, just want to give you a warning. I might have a little bit of a uh, mess on the desk here. I uh, was using the company Manscaped lawnmower before we started the <laughs> podcast. I figured that you wouldn't allow me in here <clears throat> unless I cleaned up. So That's right. Only only smooth sacks in this studio. Yeah. yeah. And believe me, your balls will thank you. I might slide out of this chair. <laughs> manscaped.com manscaped.com there it is well before we get started today cadbury remind our listeners how they can get in touch with you on social media uh on all the socials at sobrocadp at sobrocadbury um you'll find me there twitter instagram there you go um what else is out there I don't know, you're not Parler, on TikTok. TikTok <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> i'm not on any of those instagram and twitter you'll find me there it is uh, what's your week been like, man? Um, I, I can't really complain. Um, yeah. The, the weather is picking up here in Tennessee. Um, um, actually, no, I should complain. <laughs> it actually went the other way. Yeah, we it's had, picking up, but in the in the yeah, wrong direction. Yeah, 
it uh i had to cover the garden um yeah. which bummed me out a little bit because uh things were flourishing we're starting to <sighs> and uh so yeah having to cover all that back up it just i hate putting all that weight on the some nice vegetables so yeah, we had to bring ours inside. We've got a uh, we've got one of those box gardens that has wheels on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My uh, my mother brought bought it for us as an Easter gift. Nice. And so we just planted everything like Sunday. Yeah. And we were like all excited. Um, I think you've helped my fiance some advice on her herb garden. She finally got a sprout of rosemary. So she's like super stoked about it. And then this happens and we've got everything inside right now. I yeah. got the green onions you gave me transferred nice. to our box garden. They're probably going to take the whole thing over, but uh, we're just, yeah. we're just trying for and now. There, those are some strong, yeah. it's a strong batch that it came from. I, I cut them down and threw them in the compost pile and uh, they were laid over on their side, ready to be scooped in the compost and the next day they were perked right up <laughs> just That's took insane. root so yeah. yeah those green onions uh, radioactive man <laughs> what do you have growing in your garden i've got um quite a bit right now um a full row of brussels sprouts full row of broccoli brussels sprouts some really strong asparagus this year what do you mean by strong asparagus man, like i mean fights like back full girth full girth <laughs> yeah. i mean like knock someone out with it if you slap them Damn, and and I'm t- it's the soil. It's uh, it's a mix I get from my folks. Um, their horse pasture, I mix in a little bit of ah. a little bit of topsoil. Yeah, and then I scoop up uh, the mixture of mud and horse shit over from the feed That'll feed ring. It. Mix that together, and it is some good soil. You got your own miracle grow. It is going yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It is Cadbury's special horse poo. Uh, concoction mine's just you know every day i go take a big shit in the box garden and just that's comp that's how you do it <laughs> that's, that's 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 basically what a composting toilet is in these tiny homes you just put your vegetables in there and poop on them damn and there's dinner i used to just do that for fun <laughs> now <laughs> it's trendy look at you oh man it is it has been a week last weekend we had uh, a couple of people out here uh, I don't remember what for, what we were doing. Oh, it was the, the Sobros Business Summit. Mm, mm-hmm. And um, our grill is still in our garage right now. And that thing is a beast to move. And Brandon and I, the resident film critic of Sobros Network, Brandon Vic, and I were the only two here trying to lift it. And, like, the edges are super sharp. So, like, I've still oh, wow. got, like, my fingers are still fucked up from trying to move this grill. You, sh- and- you should replace your glass grill. <laughs> that's, that's very dangerous <laughs> so we thought uh my fiance was insistent upon having burgers and brats mm. so that's why like she wants the grill on the back deck i'm like i'm just gonna leave this in the fucking mm-hmm. garage and then mm-hmm. pull it out in the driveway when i've got to use it yeah but that wasn't enough so brandon and i get out there and we're trying to move this thing and you know my house, the property here is just one big hill, basically. Yeah, there's a cliff on one side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was either just push the grill off the side of the cliff and try to get it up around the backyard or try to go up the hill and around the other side. And we made it across the driveway and we got the grill up and in the grass. And then we realized this is not going to happen. It's not because it's... I have a question. Okay, go for did it. Did you still have the propane tank attached? I did. <laughs> Just make it all difficult. It's not It's not that heavy, though. It's not it that heavy. Wait, it would have been a little easier. Must have been on Brandon's side. 
No, it was on mine. Oh, okay. It was on mine. <laughs> and I think we could have, if we really tried hard enough, like Stephen, <laughs> Stephen McCash, Stephen McCash so, showed up in the middle of us trying to get this up there. And he's like pulling towels out of his car. He's like, I got towels. And then I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> sweat? No, for Over the, uh, for us to hold because yeah, of okay. our hands. But then I'm just picturing like this grill sliding around in our hands because, because it's not, towels. yeah, we're not gripping it. And I'm like, God, I don't want this thing to fucking fall on somebody mm-hmm. so uh so the, that's why the grill's still in the front yard when i pull away. <laughs> brandon was looking at me and he was like we can get some towels we can get this thing up the hill and i just said no i'm not i'm gonna take a stand because i wanted to keep this thing in the garage so we're gonna put it back and then i'm i, I cooked hamburgers and brats on the fucking stove in a, in a skillet Ooh, yeah. you still could have cooked in the driveway well, no, then we, we brought it back down and then I couldn't get it started. <laughs> I forgot that part. So right. it, it was an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. 420 was this week. Did you do anything to celebrate? No, I don't. No, no I, I will say though there is a garden store uh, nearby our house that was given away free CBD um, uh, flower. Okay. Bud stuff. So that was very nice of them, uh, spreading the love for the holiday and getting people understanding the the differences between the legal kind in Tennessee and the illegal kind. So um, I don't want to give them a shout out because it's not a part of the podcast. But visit your local garden center. A lot of you them can, have. You can give them, them have CBD. You can give them a shout out. Needums. 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 I didn't realize there was Needums. Yeah. How about that? Needham's. Go Good see them. Hey, and you know what? I love going to Needham's. Um, a Mount Juliet institution. Yeah, they have everything you need. Um, very friendly, very helpful. And there's always a bunch of old dogs running around, literal yeah. dogs, yeah. Um, that are just sweet as can be. Um, they're good with kids. It's a great place. Check them out, everybody. There you go. No free advertising, but shout out Needham's. Um, we went to Crafty Bastards. On Saturday morning, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. What is that? I saw it, but what is it's? It's just kind of a. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's an insult to call it like a frou frou kind of craft fair. Okay, yeah, I so mean, craft fair that makes sense. Okay. It's it's a craft fair, but there was a lot of like really good quality kind mm-hmm. of trendy stuff. You know, it wasn't like some of the no craft popsicle fairs. popsicle stick. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's you. what that's what I was about to say. It's not like the the stuff you're fucking kindergartners made that yeah. you're out there peddling yeah. birdhouses and shit like that made out of popsicle sticks no it was a really nice um craft fair spur of the moment kind of thing brandon hit me up the night before and was just like hey Brittany and i are gonna go do this so if uh, you guys want to join us just mm-hmm. hop in the car so we did and then i came home with a new blanket that's on the back of our recliner from the nashville blanket project Every blanket you buy from them, one is donated to uh, a neighbor in need. I can't remember what the phrase is, but they're they're giving out free well, free blankets to those in need. Very nice. And then I got a uh, a chessboard from IGI Designs. Um, the flag, the uh, one that's in the in the photo I posted on Twitter. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Friday night lights. That's from NB Goods. And then of course the uh, reigning 2020 Spirit of Nashville Award winner, Daddy's Dogs was out there so i had to get a seattle dog yeah so i saw the hot dog and i thought that that might have been daddy's dog that looked good it was no free advertising but no free advertising daddy's dogs (laughs) it was so good it was one i hadn't had before their seattle dogs so Mm -hmm. it had the the bun and then it was just a bed of cream cheese 
and then the hot dog on top of it smothered with grilled onions and then drizzled with sriracha sauce all over. How was it? It was wonderful. I liked so, it. I'm usually against cream cheese on a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, especially when it's a like a fusion thing. Mm-hmm. But really, I'm just thinking about it. It's when it comes down to sushi. I don't like cream cheese and sushi. It doesn't belong in sushi. I, I'm with you, man. But I would try it on the hot dog. Yeah. I'd that give was, that a shot. It, it was one. I've almost tried all of Daddy's Dog's menu at this point. But that was one that had eluded me, my entire mm-hmm. patronage of Daddy's Dog. So just that, that more, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to eat this hot dog smothered in onions and cream cheese and sriracha yeah. sauce. But it was pretty good. Just the one? Cream, yeah, just one. Okay. Well, the cream cheese was not that overbearing. That's what I was worried about. Ah, uh, okay. Because too much cream cheese, yeah. I mean, you can get there pretty quickly. Yeah, it's not a bagel. Yeah. But then after that, yeah, I go over to Nashville Sandwich Society and I get their po' boy, which has fried gator and kimchi on it. How was that? It was it was really good. It was better. It's not going to be for everyone, right? Because the 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 kimchi does have a certain tang to mm-hmm. it, and yeah. then it did have lettuce and a uh, a very nice remoulade. Okay, on it, and okay. so it kind of it just was this really unique blend of flavors, mm-hmm. but. Like Cajun and Korean went together perfectly. Korean, Korean. I need to make sure I'm K- not Cajun. <laughs> I need to make sure I've got my uh, my food straight. Yeah, kimchi is a staple in Korean yes, cuisine. Yes, Korea. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't speaking ignorance here no, on the sofa. No, fried gator. Today. South Korea. Fried gator. <laughs> you got that right. It was it was good stuff though. That's a that's a good fair. I think they do crafty bastards once in the spring and then once again in the fall. So we'll have to organize a team trip. Yeah, it sounds like a good again. time. I'd definitely be down. Yeah. Now the uh, the neighborhood it was in, they, you had like these really buff dudes, college kids with their six packs playing volleyball right outside the uh, the craft fair. I could have done without. Where was that. that? It's over in the city. It's like, I can't. Like There's Nashville, a, the city, or is this like a this is a place? I think called it's the city? it's like a little neighborhood. It's, it's just called it's the city. Over, I, I can't. It's like I'm. It's like I'm not from here. What <laughs> has happened? I know. I felt the same thing walking up to this place because we we get off Charlotte, um, the the Charlotte exit downtown. Okay, yeah. And we're heading out west. Yeah. Towards like, um, the Sylvan Park area and okay. all that, and they've built like right past the hospital, or where the hospital used to be mm-hmm. down there. There's like this little oasis they've built and there's like a hotel there. There's all these little restaurants and bars that have popped up. There's a pastoria there. That's um, weird. Yeah. I, I guess we've, well, the pandemic didn't help, but stop yeah. going downtown. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't yeah. go downtown hardly at all anymore, but yeah, it was just kind of tucked away back there, but it looked like one of these like trendy spots. And I'm like, man, here I am. I just ate a fucking po' boy with fried gator on it and a hot dog at 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to be reminded of how fucking old and out of shape I've gotten. Listen, you you were one of those six-pack buff guys <laughs> at their age. Yeah, that's true. Don't fall for it. <laughs> they were, um, you know, I don't don't miss that. They're puffing their chests out for the girls watching the volleyball game mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it is a little bit relieving to not have to, to play those games anymore, mm-hmm. you know. I can just eat my fucking yeah. hot dog in the morning. And just be fat as shit and, and yeah. be happy. Fat and happy. What's funny is that one day they'll realize that that's not what women are into at all. Mm-hmm. It's tight, tight jeans. Tight that's jeans. It. That's all you need. And a big old ass. Yeah. 
That's all I, I have. I don't have that, but. Uh, all right. Well, we've got the new Mortal Kombat movie coming out. Brandon and I are going to talk about that on an upcoming episode of the Vix Flicks podcast. Were you a big Mortal Kombat guy growing up? So as a kid, yeah. I yeah. definitely was into Mortal Kombat, um, you know, video games, the movie back in the day. Yeah. I watched the trailer for this one. There was a lot of hype around it. Yeah. Not into it. You're not into it. I just, I'm, Man. I'm not a fan anymore. I just, it's just not my thing, I guess, right? Maybe, maybe it's just, like I said, right now. See, I was, I, I was the opposite. I was not into it because I, ah, okay. I recently, back in October, November ish, I think, I watched 1995's Mortal Kombat and I did not realize what a shitty movie it is. Mm. But as a kid, I loved it. You know, that was, that was yeah. my, my go to. I loved the video game and all that. And then they, they tell me that, they're going to reboot Mortal Kombat. 2021 is going to drop on HBO Max and I'm just thinking why 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 are we why are we doing this? But then when the trailer drops, I'm like, "You know what? I'm kind of into this." I it's, might it's, watch it. It's that right blend of nostalgia and mm-hmm. hey, they might have some some cool action yeah. sequences in here. It, it, it's got to be hard to make a trailer too cuz the yeah. movie looks like it has some depth to it. The trailer There's a ton of characters that. in it. But you also have to pack a trailer with the action stuff. So, yeah. And that's what I, that's what came across to me most pre- prevalent. And I wasn't into the trailer. But I'll probably watch the movie and I might have a different opinion. But um, I don't know. I, there's other things in movies that I'm, I'm looking for yeah. that they're just not putting out right now. Well, it's yeah, been a while. and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later in this episode, but okay. it, it gets yeah. back to a conversation that you and I have had before with Brandon yeah. about a sort of lack of originality mm-hmm. and creativity in Hollywood these days, and yeah. it just seems like everything's just mass produced as this the cash grab based yeah. off of a off of a brand. The other movie that's being made that we're going to talk about tonight is a little bit more extreme than, than Mortal Kombat. So I'm eager to get into that with you later on. Well, we are going to take our first break here on the Sobros Power Hour. And when we get back, we're going to talk about our Nashville stories of the week right here with Stoney Keeley and Cadbury. Back here on this week's episode of the Sobros Power Hour, we are getting into our Nashville stories of the week. Cadbury, first up, Courtesy of News Channel 5, the revitalization plan to reconnect North Nashville neighborhoods cut off by I-40. So, according to the story, part of North Nashville was cut off by Interstate 40 when crews built the downtown loop, shuttering some businesses and cutting others off from customers. This project in North Nashville is one that Mayor John Cooper says needed to be done to revitalize the community. In a tweet, Cooper said... We will engage the people of North Nashville as we work to right this historic wrong. The plan includes revamping Jefferson Street, which has disconnected North Nashville residents from the commercial district because of I-40, and adding a more visually appealing link for Meharry Medical College, Fisk University, and North Nashville, and lastly, investing in more affordable housing. Money from the American Rescue Plan is going toward projects like this one all over the country that unfairly broke apart neighborhoods that are predominantly made up of minorities. I feel like I might be a little bit dramatic here because I know these are controlled by two very different forces, but it kind of feels like this is the kind of stuff that Nashville needs more of and a little less of these hotels and celebrity owned bars. What do you think about that? 100% agree. Um, yeah. 
like we we had previously talked about this evening was um, the fact that we I wasn't familiar with downtown anymore yeah. because I had to stop going. I miss the days when Nashville was small, or at least it seemed small. Yeah. When you'd say, "Oh, I'm gonna go to Nashville, thirty minutes." Wherever you went in Nashville was gonna mm-hmm. be thirty minutes from if you lived outside of Nashville. So it's easy to plan things that way. Now it's hour to two hours, depending on where Nashville to go to. Yeah. Are you going to have parking where you go? No idea. How much is it going to cost for parking? 20 minimum? 40, 50? And whatever you do, whatever you're going downtown for mm-hmm. is going to be yeah. out the ass. And then uh, top of that is all these new trendy places and it's just and the lack of space. We didn't have yeah. the infrastructure to support this. Not just the tourism, but the mass exodus from other states to Nashville. Yeah. Um, our housing has seen that. Um, the... Roads have seen that. It, it's just so opening up more, expanding more. I know it doesn't sound great to you know just push more and more people in and things, but we ran out of space. I mean, you got you got to do it and you got to uh, let off the valve a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's it's obviously different because this isn't like a private business that's coming in and deciding, hey, you know what, let's let's fix this shit that that we fucked up in North Nashville all these years ago. It's it's government issued. Uh, or yeah, it was right. The American rescue plan. That's the money. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, this was a government decision. I don't know how we get more private business owners to take on stuff like this, because it feels like that's kind of what we're going to need because the private business owners are worried about turning Nashville into a playground for the wealthy elite Mm. and, and not so much preserving the, uh, the uh, the integrity of the community here, so to speak. Not they're not worried about the locals. They're worried about lining their pockets. And I kind of feel like that's what would have to happen because you're not gonna you're not gonna get stuff like this from from the government uh, very often. At least we don't we don't see too much of it here. Yeah, no, and I think that's it's fair to uh, expect a reasonable balance between the two. I, yeah. They should expect one to fully take over the responsibility of the, or the expectations of the other. So it's good to have a balance there to. Um, get in some public funding to allow the and part of that problem comes in with um, land ownership and everything so it's not that the private companies can do everything about it and it's not that yeah. the uh, um, government can do everything about it either so we kind of need that collaboration to open this up and uh, expand a little bit but hopefully have some public access opportunities um, I assume there's going to be some um, for lack of a better word parks or some some sort of recreation yeah, uh, plans yeah. around it, uh, as well as business involvement, and have um, new spots for food, um, recreation, uh, entertainment, just whatever. So yeah, yeah, I look forward to seeing how that goes, and definitely going to be an area that's very outdated. Um, to see some modern life thrown into it <coughs> will be interesting. Maybe it'll allow some of the hefty traffic to ease up a little oh, bit on the other hot spots. Yeah, that's that's an implication. I haven't even thought of. Yeah, like that's traffic downtown is so bad. Yeah. Talk about the experience of going downtown and yeah. Story number two per WKRN Mount Juliet hemp farmer rolls 150 foot long joint for 420. So a farmer in Mount Juliet, shout out Mount Juliet, everybody holding it down east of town. A farmer in Mount Juliet celebrated 420 the best way he knew how with a really, really long joint. Heath Scott, who owns Seven Point Farm and Apothecary on Lebanon Road, 
rolled a 150-foot-long joint with three different strains of hemp, which along with CBD are legal in Tennessee. Scott began rolling the joint last Thursday, 12 feet at a time, in hopes of reigniting the marijuana debate in Tennessee. This is the start of the future, I feel. I don't feel this is the end. I feel this is just the beginning for us to go forward and go to the legislators to make a splash and say we're ready, explained Scott. Tennessee is one of six states where no form of marijuana, either recreational or medicinal, is legal. Just six states. Six states. So what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, would you call it a publicity stunt to kind of raise awareness for that, that conversation around marijuana? Yeah, but also it's, I mean, it's a good opportunity to show that, hey, this part's legal now. Like we're half halfway yeah. there. Like we can grow the plant Yeah, if we grow it in this certain strain. And it's good advertising for Seven Point Farm and Apothecary. Absolutely. I didn't even know it was there. So <laughs> I'm, I'm literally going to Google this after the show just to see yeah. what they Because, um, you know, that's right right outside of town. Sounds like I'm all for it. Now, did they say anything about him smoking it yet? Has there been an update? Did he... Did he die from smoking <laughs> three feet into it? Yeah. I don't know. That's something we need. We need WKRN or, to follow up on. So Josh Breslow, is he a superhero? Yeah, like, he did it give him superpowers? Yeah. He's gone. We'll see him flying around yeah. Mount Julius. CBD man. CBD man. There you go. Story number three, per the Nashville Business Journal, downtown Nashville's LNC Tower is for sale. This is... Like the OG skyscraper in Nashville, if you want to call yeah. it a skyscraper. I mean, f- by Nashville standards, yeah, it's a skyscraper. This 31-story building was the Southeast's tallest commercial structure until the mid-1960s. Uh, I don't know how much they're selling it for because the article is locked behind a paywall unless you're a subscriber. Mm. And I'm not in the business of, of ripping people off, so I didn't go find it on the internet mm-hmm. somewhere. But I think, like... That kind of thing is available on Reddit if you look and people don't give a shit. Any any memories involving the LNC Tower? No, I mean, I can see it right now from the window behind you as we're looking out from the podcast. <laughs> beautiful, right? night, beautiful night in I Nashville, see Tennessee. see the LNC bu- building um, tucked away behind those apartment buildings there. But no, I mean, it's just a, a building downtown. I'm, I'm sure if I went down there and it wasn't there, I'd be like, oh, where'd the building go? But yeah. I've never, I can't say that I've ever been in it. I dated a woman once who uh, said that, I think she was going to maybe Demas's. I can't remember. It's something like a block away from there for her birthday. And it got interrupted by some big to-do with police, sirens, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, come to find out, somebody had jumped off the tower oh. on her birthday. Oh, wait, that was... Within the past few years or so, five, no, more than that. No, this was... Ten years. Yeah. That was a government-related thing. What? There's a conspiracy on this one. We shouldn't... We shouldn't... I'll I'll cover up on... We should tread lightly? Is that what you're saying? I think so. I remember this. No, I remember this. um, this If it's it's the same one I'm thinking of, it very well could be. Uh, This one was weird, and we'll have to circle back. We're just going to move right along then. Yeah. Forget I even, I might yeah. even just cut this whole thing yeah. out. No, I, I <laughs> might not have been the first person or the last person to jump off the building. So I could be wrong, but um, we'll, we'll do some research. Also per the Nashville Business Journal, the Visitors Corp announces 
headliner and plans for largest fireworks show in city history. Yes. This is going to be Nashville's first major post-pandemic event for the 4th of July, headlined by Brad Paisley. Cadbury, Brad Paisley doesn't do shit for me, but the fact just seeing the festivities for the 4th of July, the fireworks and everything in town, uh, kind of almost feels like a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Like maybe things can, can start getting back to normal. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it, that wasn't like a shocker to me when like the fact that we've missed it the past couple of years. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's been a shocker, but like, Hey, let's, let's open this up again. Let's get it back to normal. Yeah. Get the fireworks show going on there. You want to have a concert, have a concert. Brad Paisley, I'm not a huge modern country fan, but no. man, he's been around. You mean like he's fucked a lot? Um, I mean, Is that what you're reporting? I, I don't know that. <laughs> One could assume. He's he's very famous, but That's he true. also might be extremely faithful. I have no idea about the man. I'm just thinking. Um, he's an established it, guy. He's would a it draw. kill you to have Tyler Childers? <laughs> How about some good country? No, that that doesn't exist here. It doesn't exist here in Nashville. Even a little bit of Sturgill. I thought you were about to say even a little bit of Disturbed. It, here's my three votes in no particular order. Tyler Childers, Sturgill Simpson, Dwight Yoakam. Why can't they play the, <laughs> na- the Nashville Fireworks show? Dwight Yoakam is a, an established actor in Hollywood. He's got things to do. Oh, he can't still play a guitar? No, I don't think oh, so. Because he's an executive of a firearms company <laughs> on Goliath. <laughs> With Billy Bob Thornton. That's right. I forgot he was in Listen, Goliath. Here's the thing. If I said, hey, one of these guys is an actor, one of these guys is a country music singer, which one is which? Dwight Yoakam or Billy Bob Thornton? Hmm. I don't know. You'd go. You'd say Billy Bob Thornton's I, a country I would singer. Say, yeah, I would say Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. yeah. That was a, uh, a miscast, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> they should swap names. We're going to take a... Sorry, we <laughs> detoured there big time. <laughs> I thought there was another note on this story, but that no, that's it. That's it. We're done. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we get back, we're going to talk more Nashville news on the Sobros Power Hour. Back here on this week's episode of the Sobros Power Hour. Cadbury, this one was asked on the Nashville subreddit this week. Somebody asking anybody know of nicer restaurants with a good view of the city or high up. Some of the more common answers were bourbon steak at the JW Marriott. I know my fiance has been there. Uh, it's a very, like, you better take your entire fucking paycheck to this place. Uh, very, very good. Or your, or all your Dogecoin. Or all your, every last one of your Dogecoin. Very nice place. Very good place. I've never been. It gets rave reviews from my fiance. L27, the roof on the Westin popped up. And then City Taps as well. Cadbury, kind of something we've talked about a couple of times at at this point in the show so far. This makes me feel like old as shit and out of the loop that I don't know where any of these restaurants are. I haven't been to any of this stuff anymore. Uh, Kind of feels like New Nashville starting to pass me by a little bit. Like, I read this and I'm like, oh, I still, you know what? I think the bridge bar at the Renaissance is still pretty (laughs) cool. (laughs) I don't even know if it's still open. Um. I have honestly no idea these days. <laughs> I couldn't tell. You. So I, let me tell you. Um, I there's one place I have been, a rooftop. Um, man, 
I, I would have to Google the name of it. Yeah. A friend of a, fr- a friend of my wife's uh, used to work there, and we might visit there if we're having to go like kill some time before going to a different place or restaurant. They have yeah. food and drinks. Um, man, I can't tell you the name. It's it's at the top of a hotel <laughs> in the Gulch. <laughs> It's not a bad place. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the name of it. I I can't remember. I I mean, I've been on the Acme rooftop several times. I've been on the Nashville Underground rooftop. The Nashville Underground rooftop is pretty cool. And I I've been to like Rock Bottom a few times, but like in terms of a good view of the the entire city, mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Like I I read this question and if you know, you're asking me, I'm like, Oh, you want a pretty view? Go to, go to tailgate, uh, the brewery out in, um, the West part of town off of shit. I can't remember where it's at, but go get you a beer, maybe some pizza and yeah. sit out on the back lawn and just enjoy nature in the rolling Hills of Tennessee. Yeah. So I did find the name of the bar that I was thinking of restaurant okay. bar, LA Jackson. LA I've see, I'm yeah. old as shit. I've never heard of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. I like yeah. it. I've gone there a couple times. Um, not my crowd. I've aged out of uh, the scene. Fair enough. For sure. But it's also, it's not natives. Like it's, it's a thing. It's not an, it's not Nashville. It, yeah. It's, it is new Nashville for sure. It's it, I, honestly, I feel like it's not even touristy. It's, it's the new Nashville residents. Yeah. Um, younger crowd. Not, no, I don't think anyone's probably from here. They've all moved from various There's nothing against that. I'm just saying that, like you said, a good view of the town to me is a good view of the trees out in the backyard. Hell yeah. Um, or from a tent camping out or by the lake, a couple of lakes to choose from nearby. What's left of old Nashville at this point? The wild I, horse. <laughs> so we're just talking downtown. Yeah. Just downtown. Cause the last time I went, mm-hmm. I kind of caught myself having a moment, mm-hmm. like just walking down Broadway and just thinking like, man, like what, when we were kids, what was like, to I was, me, it's I like, would have said some things on second Avenue, but yeah, they're, they the were getting factory. They were bombed. Yeah. Um, wild horse, wild horse might be the hard it. rock. Yeah. Hard rock's still there, but man, even that hard rock, that's not, I mean, that came in when we were in it's a franchise late nineties, mid nineties. Yeah. I mean, that's not Nashville, Nashville. No. Wild horse. I mean, it hasn't been Wild Horse forever either, but that building's been here for a long yeah. time, and yeah. it's been the same setup. So, even when it was a, f- a logistics facility, I'm sure they had <laughs> poles <laughs> inside of it in a bright purple floor. I've, I've got one, the Cumberland River. <laughs> That's what's left of old Nashville. Yeah. All right, wrapping up the uh, the Nashville stories of the week. Greenway season is approaching. I know we talked about the weather a little bit earlier in the show. Like it's been cold as hell uh, this week and it's awful and I hate it. And I wish it would just warm up and stay warm. Make up your mind. My sinuses are begging you, but Greenway season is approaching. I like Nashville's Greenway system that they have from the dam downtown. Uh, But what are, what do you think of Nashville's Greenway system? And uh, do you have any favorite activities that you would recommend? Um, since I don't live in Nashville now, there's I'm sure there's been a lot of additions in the past few years that would be great, um, but mm-hmm. I can't comment on. I, I will say that I've been down to uh, the main Greenway system, um, the OG, if yeah. you will, from the dam, Percy Priest Dam, to downtown 
is a very good trail. Um, it has its problems just because of the nature of being beside the river and yeah. the weather patterns that we do have here in Tennessee. Is that a lot of the, many parts of the trail get uh, flooded some shut seasons. Shut down for a while. Get shut down. So if, you, so if you're at the wrong yeah. um, trailhead, you, it might take you a while to drive around town to get to the to one you you can actually spend some time yeah. on. Um, I like that they are adding in a few things at these trailheads. The one here um, at the dam is um, has a dog park now, so there's a little more activity going on, more f- friendlier with people fishing down there and everything. Sure. And, and just regular activity. Um, then we get over towards the East Nashville side, the Cornelia Fort Air Park. It's an old private airport that is now part of the Parks and yeah. Rec system. Yeah. I love that place. You can go out there on their bicycle and not have to worry about people on the Greenway, so the people on the Greenway don't have to worry about bicycles coming by. Bicycles don't have to worry about a family of five going across the whole Greenway around a corner. So it's just it's good for everyone. You can go out there and get out, of, get away from everything. But they also have a nice workout area over there. Really, I didn't so, know that. Yep. So they know that was nice over little, there. Um, that f- that rubber padding that they do on playgrounds yeah. and stuff now. So a nice mm-hmm. little soft area, and it's all body weight things. But it's you know it's the equipment where you can go and like a bench to do your. Um, ab crunches yeah and pull-up bars and all the all sorts of things and that's awesome it's a good size place and i i will like to ride my bike there do a little workout get some upper body going and ride back it's nice that is where brandon and i saw a dude's whole ass through his bike uniform oh yeah i've seen i've seen one yeah it was so it was a man disgusting. a man on a in a thong on a road bike <laughs> can i fault him this, it was july in tennessee can't fault him for that this dude was not even wearing a thong to to quote brandon vick i could see up his butthole and out his mouth it was basically well, that's how it works so uh, yeah <laughs> that was uh that was pretty jarring in that situation let me get your take because i've asked everybody that this story has come up around do you tell the guy hey I can see your whole ass, or do you just let him go? Oh, I let him go. You let him go. No, I, there was part of well, me. Well, I took like, a picture of the one that I saw. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I, get it my was phone fast enough time. to where I could zoom in and take a picture. We were we were walking, yeah. we were talking shop a little bit, and then he just came whizzing by, mm. and then pulled over in front of us, and then he's just right there, and I just look at Brandon, and he looks at me, I'm like, that, "Did you see that? That was that dude's was he not, whole not ass. wearing pants at all." He was wearing like his bike uniform, oh, okay. but nothing underneath it. So oh. like we could see like his sweaty, hairy ass crack. Yeah. No, this this I this was what I saw was a man with a t shirt on, and a bright red thong. Well, I mean, bicycle. listen, that sounds like a fashion statement yeah. to me. So. And he was seventy something probably. Yeah. Can't believe this, at that point you can do whatever you want. This was a rather portly fellow. That we saw, and but there was a part of me that was like, man, if that were me, I would want to know that everybody I'm riding by can see my entire ass. Nah, like he, at that point, you're getting your workout in. <laughs> you just go forget everyone. I mean, else, listen. Buddy. So far, I've asked, I've asked at least half a dozen people, and I'm still the only one that would have any sort of desire to just say, you know what? Maybe we should tell him. Everybody else has said no. Like you, you don't touch that. You just let that go. Yeah. So. Well, nowadays he might be charging for that on OnlyFans. You don't know. Touche. Touche. Make your money, King. Make your money. All right, let's broaden our scope a little bit and talk about stories from around the country. This one comes from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Per Fox 8, 
Coyote sighting cancels Fox 8 reporters live shot on a story about coyote sightings. Neighbors in the area around Miller Park have recently reported seeing coyotes casually roaming the streets in broad daylight. Fox 8 reporter Daryl Matthews and photojournalist Ryan Terhune, Terhune were about to do a live shot from Miller Park in the 10 o'clock news, but had to cancel the shot to make sure they were safe when this coyote popped out. Uh, coyotes, man, they're everywhere around here in, uh, in Middle Tennessee. You got any good coyote stories? Well, here, I mean, I've, I've encountered plenty, but it sounds like there they've got like a such a, a domesticated problem with them that they are yeah. causing problems. But here, it's it's hard to get near a coyote here. They're still pretty skittish. Now, I have seen some towards the Nashville area at some relatives' house and things that were. Um, you know, in in a more urban environment, um, but out in the country <clears throat> and more rural areas outside of town, uh, you see one. It might you might be on the side of the road or something. But I've I've spotted a few on the farm and in the woods, that kind of thing. Of and they know they're smart. They'll know from very mm-hmm. far off, and they'll uh, they'll they'll stay clear. So you know where I grew up mm-hmm. is out mm-hmm. in the Gladeville area, next to like hundreds of acres of wooded area. My house or my room was a converted garage. So it's at the end of the house, maybe like 25, 30 feet away from the woods. And it had its own access door. So growing up there, you know, we could just come and go as we, as we pleased hanging out at my house. We just open the door to my room. We're there. We can go without having to worry about wake up my parents and everything. But I kept my trash outside of the room because mm-hmm. I have a huge problem with my gag reflex. The smell of trash specifically just sets me off. I couldn't have it sitting around in my room. So one night I opened the door to go outside to throw something away. And there's just a pack of coyotes like 10 feet from my door. And they, you talk about them being skittish and everything. When I opened the door and stood there, they didn't move. They looked at me like you're in our space right now. So I very quickly shut the door and locked it, and that was my uh, close encounter with a, a pack of coyotes. Yeah, so yeah, I think you may have you may have uh, created this urbanization of coyotes. Maybe I have. Maybe they were like, "Oh, see, that's not so bad." Yeah. They they see us and they they run away. They but expanded to Nashville. If those coyotes had decided to act quickly, they could have eaten me that night. It took a it took a moment there for me to realize mm. what was happening, and then. I remember it like my body froze. It was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, what? How do I get out of this situation? Yeah. Now, I will say it is interesting when you see one fairly close in person. You do say it. there's clearly a difference between that and the dog. You see that, yeah. that nature-fed mm-hmm. animal, mm-hmm. Uh, that struggle. Yeah. But, uh, no, interesting animals. But, no, I can't say that there's been an up-close encounter. It's always been... At a distance and uh, for for both parties, but um, yeah, I hope that didn't jinx it. The the coyotes roaming around in, in broad daylight that's a that's a sign yeah, that's a, of that's something. That's a problem. That's not good. That is not good. Uh, our next story comes to us from Southwest Ranches, Florida. Per Fox thirteen, South Florida couple tries to have wedding mm-hmm. at stranger's mansion mm-hmm. without getting permission. This story is insane. I And I tried to like, usually I try to take a few things to just kind of highlight it. And then we have our, our discourse about the story. 
I'm just going to read this story in its entirety because it is, it just blew me away that this actually happened. So again, this is courtesy of Fox 13 down in Tampa Bay. Courtney Wilson and Shanita Jones invited family and friends to their quote, dream home and estate for their weekend wedding celebration. The ceremony Saturday brunch on Sunday. There was just one problem. The couple didn't own the 16,300 square foot Florida mansion and didn't have permission to use it. Mm -hmm. The suburban Fort Lauderdale estate had everything, a bowling alley, swimming pool with a waterfall, hot tub, tennis courts, a gazebo, and an 800 foot bar. Wilson said it was God's plan that the couple marry there. But despite what the invitation inferred, the actual owner, Nathan Finkel, never gave them permission to hold the festivities there. He was stunned when Wilson showed up Saturday morning to set up and he called police, according to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Quote, I have people trespassing on my property, Finkel told a 911 <laughs> dispatcher. And they keep harassing me, calling me. They say they're having a wedding here and it's God's message. I don't know what's going on. All I want is for it to stop. And they're sitting at my property right at the front gate right now. Two officers told Wilson he would have to leave. He did and no charges were filed. I don't want to talk about it, Wilson told the paper. Finkel, whose late father was an early IHOP restaurant franchisee, Mm. shout out to getting your foot in the door there, Mm -hmm. has been trying to sell the property for two years now listing it for just over $5 million. Wilson posing as a potential buyer toured the estate several months ago, said Keith Polyakov, attorney for Southwest Ranches, the upscale su- suburb where Finkel resides. A few months later, this guy asked Nathan if he could use Nathan's backyard for his wedding. Polyakov said, Nathan said no. But that didn't stop the couple from sending out elaborate invitations detailing their love story, reconnecting 30 years after high school and how he proposed over pizza on Christmas Eve. The Saturday afternoon ceremony would be followed by a red carpet cocktail hour and a reception lasting past midnight. Sunday brunch would be from noon to four. The guy figured it was a vacant home and didn't realize that Nathan lived on the property in a different home. Polyakov said this guy had no idea he lived there. You know the shock that must have been on his face when he showed up at the gate and the owner was home. Broward County records show a marriage marriage license has been issued to the couple last week, but they had not registered as married by Wednesday. Uh, so this is insane, man. This is not just hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this spur of the moment. This guy scouted this place, acted as a potential buyer to look at it ask the guy and then when the guy tells him no he just does it anyway so and i I had this picture in my head of like the age of the couple all these things and then you said they reconnected after 30 years yeah he someone should know better (laughs) (laughs) this is ridiculous you were 50s you would think so 40s 50s at least i mean what do you even call it balls, like the the balls of this couple to to do this? No. I mean, no, because there was in there at this like they saw nothing, no hiccup in the plan. No, someone with balls would be like, I think we can get this done. That's balls. This yeah. was dude doesn't even live there. Let's just fucking go. <laughs> no, that's not balls. That's just stupid. It's Good stupid. Grief. It's stupid. I mean, it's quite the story. But not only like who. There's so many, so many things. Yeah. 
to try to pull this off and be like, yeah, let's do this in the afternoon. Nobody will know. We'll get this wedding done. It was an overnight, and they're going to have brunch the yeah. next day. Like, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> You're sending people there to decorate and to set up. Oh man, that's crazy. What what an awkward position for those two or for those people to be in too. Yeah. Like I hope, you're, I hope you're the vendors still got paid because that's oh, ridiculous. Man. Yeah. I mean, you're there to do a job and then somebody's telling you you can't come in. For all you know, yes, you are supposed to be there. So you gotta straighten that out. But then the guy oh man, just can you imagine finding that out? I, like, I kind of like would love to see the point of view of the guy that lived there. Was it Finkel? Yeah, Finkel. Uh, the old kicker for the Dolphins. <laughs> he is in Miami. Yeah, um, that's anyways, true. That's true. Um, <laughs> just, can you imagine someone showing up and <laughs> like, I'm trying to sell this. No, you can't have your wedding here. What are you doing? I wonder if he recognized him. Oh, probably. Or if the dude because, was even there. I'm sure. He that, yeah, he probably it, just well, dealt with the people setting up. That's true. Well, he probably would have put two and two together since since the guy asked him to yeah. make my wedding. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would think you could piece yeah. that together pretty quickly. Yeah. But to, to and part of me money... would have been like, if someone showed up and had this situation when they're like, "Oh, we planned the wedding. We didn't think you were going to be here," but like, damn, have your wedding. Yeah. But if they had said, "Hey, can we have our wedding here?" and I was like, "No, we can't do that right now. I'm sorry," and then they did it anyways, I'd be like, "No, no. I said no." I'm be calling is, the this is not too. cool. This is not cool. Yeah, that I mean, it's it just weird. I'm sorry, I don't know what to think about this. It's weird and it's dumb. Yeah, and and just to think like they paid to have these elaborate invitations sent out. Yeah, it, it was. There's a lot of planning. Here. Yeah, and they just did it without having. Not only did they not have permission to do it, they were expressly told not to yeah. do it, mm -hmm. and then they just tried to sneak it in. How do you sneak in? I'm planning a wedding right mm -hmm. now. I can't imagine trying to sneak everything that goes into a wedding yeah. into a venue without And you got to assume knowing. that this is uh, probably a gated community as well. Yeah. Like this is in a yeah. neighborhood. Well, that's what, what stopped them was the front gate. Oh, it was the gate, not if, the actual yeah. house. Okay. Yeah, if, if the front Ooh. gate's not there, people are just showing up, <laughs> oh, yeah. pulling in and start setting up tents and everything. They didn't think that one through, did they? No, no, not at all. All right. Well, we are going to take our last commercial break of this week's Sobros Power Hour. And when we get back, we've got two more stories to wrap up the show with and our closing icebreaker right here on the Sobros Power Hour. Back here on the Sobros Power Hour, Stoney Keeley wrapping things up with Cadbury. This one was posted on Sobros Network. The, the original video came from Twitter, but this man... Bless his heart, he's he's a hero for what he did to save his wife. Oh, yeah. But this family is attacked by a live bobcat mm -hmm. when they're going out for whatever. They're, they're leaving for the morning, and then this bobcat strikes uh, this man's wife. Mm -hmm. And it looked like she was carrying, like, an animal carrier. Like so I, I wonder if there was a, a yeah. cat in the, in the carrier or something that might have mm -hmm. um, triggered Cle this yeah, territorial... Response. Yeah, I mean, clearly had beef with the bobcat. <laughs> yeah. So this bobcat like jumps up this lady's back and just instant husband mode kicks in. And this guy, you don't really see what happens. And I, this was one of my favorite parts of the video is that you don't really see what happens, but you see his wife come running back towards the house, and then you see him step out from behind the car with the bobcat mm. like by by the the neck. And he's just yelling, it's a it's a bobcat. It's a live bobcat. 
and he just mm. throws it in his in his fucking yard and tells his wife to get away. Uh, what do you think you do in this situation, Cadbury? Um, I thought this guy's reaction was very unique because <laughs> I, I, I have thought about, like, what would I do in a situation? I feel like most people, because I've had a, 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 a cat or a dog fighting you in your arms before, and what you, I feel like what I would do and what most people would do is try to subdue it so you pin it down, yeah. pin, it, pin it to the ground. This dude was just like, if I throw it, all my problems will go away. <laughs> No, <laughs> that's not what happens. How I'm I'm very surprised that he was actually able to throw it, and then it wasn't just latched onto his wrist. Yeah, but I don't know if you watched after that, but he he pulled a gun and was going to shoot it. He's so, he's running so around then, the car. And then he it says, just gets more dangerous. I'm, I'm going to shoot, shoot that fucker. <laughs> yeah, like no. But what would have happened is pin it to the ground, and if you got to shoot it, shoot it there. <laughs> controlled, controlled, not. Throw it ten yards away where there's a lady walking down the sidewalk. And your wife's over the other way. And just start shooting randomly in your neighborhood. This is this is why America's always in the news. Yeah, and there's just this this part where uh, I don't know if the neighbor the neighbor runs up as if to help, and and she she's asking like what happens. And he's like mid stride running back towards his wife because of course pulling after, gun. after he throws this bobcat, he just the bobcat just gets up and runs back after the yeah. the cat carrier yeah. or whatever it is. So he's running back to the action and he's just he just screams, It's a bobcat, come after my wife. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot that fucker. I'm gonna shoot that fucker. Yeah. And the way the video is cut. It, things on Twitter just automatically loop if you don't press stop. Yeah. So you get through this whole video and then it just kicks back over at the start of him walking out saying, good morning. And it's just this really jarring experience. You've just watched this. That person's day changed. Traumatic like, occurrence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, um, I think it's something I didn't even catch that it was something that Mance Warner commented on, on the video was, I got to get a car wash just this completely ordinary day. And then you can hear the Bobcat (laughs) and then just strikes and it's just pure chaos. So I'm, uh, I'm wondering if like they had the cat carrier out. Yeah. If it was sitting outside or in the garage or something, the garage was open. It's like, that bobcat was there and ready. Like I feel like it was already after what was in the crate. Yeah, like it, they had been. I wonder if it or, was, you know, it could have been like if the cat was in heat or something. Yeah, I don't know if there would be some sort of attraction there. Yeah, they'd be trying to trying to. Can we call an expert bobcat? Let's call Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> we need to. We need to get I an expert had, on the line. I wish we had knew someone that could do Bobcat's voice. Yeah. No, we're not. We don't. We don't have those kind of connections <laughs> yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I don't think. I think I would have been more likely to. I think I probably would have struck the animal. I'm not gonna mm. lie. I don't think it's gonna make me sound good at all. But I think just panic in the moment. I wouldn't have. I would have tried to kick it. Yeah. Like after you picked it up. <laughs> no, <not. laughs> just on the ground. Punt it. Oh. No. I mean, like, if it was running at me, I think my instinct would be to yeah. try and kick it to incapacitate the animal. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I would be cognizant enough to reach down and try to pin it to the ground. I you feel know? like I've, I've, I might have to watch the video again. It's been a few days, but, like, I feel like 
he didn't like, he didn't think about like just like I'm gonna pick it up. I feel like it just like latched onto his wrist as he got involved. I, uh, I definitely don't think I would pick it up and hold it right in front <laughs> no. of, my face. of all the options. What he chose might have been the the furthest from the best choice. <laughs> just him throwing it. I just yeah. I'll never. That's that's a that's an all time viral like, video. It wasn't even like a last chance throw. It was a rare back. And chucked it. And then what happened? <laughs> it came back. <laughs> that, shockingly and it went enough, around him. Yeah, shockingly enough, that didn't do the trick. I don't know what he thought would happen. He'd just throw this bobcat and it would just say, Oh man, I'm not fucking with that guy anymore. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on down the street. <laughs> that guy used to play varsity. I'm out of here. <laughs> that was uh that's one of my favorite viral videos that's been out there for a while. I, uh, yeah, I've watched it. I don't know how many times I watched it over and over yeah. and over. It's good stuff. Go ahead. It's, you got a final no, it's thought? just very uncharacteristic. Of, I assume that was in the South given from the accent and the type of cat, you know, it could have been anywhere from Texas to South Carolina, I guess, technically for where those bobcats go, but it's very uncharacteristic of that animal to be there. That's why I'm thinking that that cat crate may have already been outside or something that it was after it. Um, yeah. Ready to pronounce. That wasn't a, they didn't just happen upon we each other's past. Like that bobcat wasn't like, Oh, a cat. Yeah. Or a dog, whatever's in that carrier. Yeah. That yeah. was, um, that was kind of what I was thinking yeah. too. Like, and they, and they don't really typically, I mean, you don't see a lot of bobcats strolling through neighborhoods in broad no. daylight. It's no coyote. No, it's not. <laughs> No coyote. No coyote. No coyote. Okay, our last story for the week. This is what I alluded to earlier from Variety. Vin Diesel to star in movie version of Rock'em Sock'em Game. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. We all played it when we were kids. My first first thought on this, is this an April Fool's joke? (laughs) Turns out it's not. Variety's piece goes on to explain that Mattel, the popular toy company, intends to turn yet another children's game into a big screen extravaganza. The company's film division has announced plans to develop Rock'em Sock'em, the tabletop game featuring battling robots as a live action movie starring Vin Diesel. To take the classic Rock'em Sock'em game with Mattel as my partner and align it. Should I do this in Vin Diesel's voice? And align it with that's not that's fucking terrible. And align it with the kind of world building franchise making success we have had with Universal. Is he talking? Is he trying to make like Rock'em Sock'em like Fast and Furious here? Almost is, had me. You never had your car. <laughs> there we go. Truly exciting, said Diesel, <laughs> whose production company One Race Films is working on the project with Universal Pictures. Mattel has several film adaptations in the works, some more curious than others. The growing list of properties in development include Wishbone, based on the 90s TV show about the well-read Jack Russell Terrier. That's cool. I'm cool with Wishbone. It was already a show. Like It was already on screen. It's got a story. A fucking board game does not have a story. One of the most simple games ever created. (laughs) Yeah. What do you do? We just keep hitting this button until the head pops off. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippo had more to it than that. Yeah, you're right. They've got a Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie in the works, and Uno, a heist comedy centered on the card game, led by rapper 
Little Yachty. Get the fuck out of here, Mattel. The company is also making a live-action Barney movie with Daniel Kaluuya, a character the Oscar-nominated actor has labeled misunderstood. Uh, is there anything that Hollywood won't adapt? I'm disappointed. That is, it's disappointing, like, isn't it? At this it? point, I feel like like that's not gonna make money. Like I feel, you feel like they're going over these things. Like, oh, it's just it's what um, responds well in the testing, and we'll it'll make money. It'll make money. It's all yeah. about cash. But how is that gonna make money? That's I, I the don't dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I mean, if if the families go because it's Vin Diesel and yeah, nothing a three year old likes more than <laughs> Vin Diesel. <laughs> Have you seen the pacifier? No, here's another Fast and Furious quote <laughs> that kids love. Nobody likes the tuna here, asshole. <laughs> Listen, my nephew goes crazy for Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> no. I, I think, and, and everybody, you know, it's not enough either for them to just say, hey, we're going to make a Rock'em Sock'em movie. They're like, no, we're going to do Rock'em Sock'em. We're going to bring back Wishbone. We're going to do Barbie. We're going to do Uno. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody's looking at what Marvel's doing with yeah. all these superhero movies, and it's it's like they've they've got to get that cash cow. Yeah. They've got to set up this whole universe so that they can just keep making making movies and keep printing money, and, and they're not taking into account that Marvel is really good at what they do, and they're based off of characters that have been a, a part yeah. of American pop culture for almost a century at this mm-hmm. point in some cases. I mean, decades. And they've got good actors. They've got good stories there. They focus on that sort of thing, and that's why it works. We've seen so many other things try and fail. Yeah, uh, DC movies are not that great. They mm-hmm. tried the MonsterVerse with the Tom Hanks Mummy reboot that they were going to do all these crazy things with, and it didn't work. And it's like you, you're focusing. I'm sorry, did you mean Tom Cruise? I did mean Tom Cruise. Because <laughs> I thought, I thought, wait a minute, what have I missed? Because I in. would watch Tom Hanks <laughs> Mummy movie. I am all in on Tom Hanks as the Mummy. You got we me got- excited on that. That's how you make money. I hope you're listening, Hollywood. Yeah, but uh, the the larger point stands. You said it best. It just seems like everybody's just focusing on the money and what can. Yeah. What can make them the most? And it's just, hey, if that thing was popular, let's make a movie about it. Yeah, but I feel like they're not focused on them. I feel like they're focused on someone who thinks they're talking about money, and yeah. but they don't know what they're doing. Fair enough. Tom Hanks, the mummy. That would make you <laughs> fucking money. Easy. And that took us two seconds to come up with. I know. So I feel like Mattel is working with the toys that didn't get a contract for Toy Story. That's oh what yeah! Toy Story already did this. Yeah, they knocked it out of the park. You can't right. play with the toys that Andy didn't want to play with. How do you how do you turn Uno into a heist comedy? You don't, and they won't. Man, yeah, this is this is not good. I am not all in. I, I'm curious to hear what Brandon has to think about this. I'm I'm gonna have to ask him if he listens to the show this weekend. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for for hearing some feedback on it because I want to know who's into this idea. Like what's what's your take if Vin you read Diesel, this? Apparently. Yeah, I mean maybe you're just a big Vin Diesel fan. Man, that is a niche crowd. <laughs> yeah, it, is. it is. Yeah, it is. We've talked about Vin Diesel on the Vix Flicks podcast before, and he's done like two really good movies. What what what, what were? I don't I don't remember. Saving to be Private Ryan you. better be one of them. I've never seen Saving Private Ryan. Forget this. Yeah. We're going to have to... Another Tom Hanks documentary we're going to have to watch. 
he did one. I think we might have just counted all of the Fast and Furious movies as one. <laughs> and he picked two out of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the original Fast and Furious and... Uh, no, it was early in his career, same Private Ryan. The uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean... I just don't just know what you could do with a Rock'em Sock'em robot. Game. I don't either. And didn't... what? What's the Hugh Jackman movie? Real Steel, where they like control the robots yeah, that so fight each that's other? That's what I'm so, assuming. It's another one of these... Um, ready player one type of scenario yeah. thing yeah like it's just come on guys everyone's doing that like what happened like i was thinking about this earlier we talked about movies earlier and like you're just recycling all this old junk yeah and there's not all this creativity and depth like mm-hmm. where's the donnie darkos where's the fight clubs where's the big lebowskis and where are these cult ones we haven't had a cult we really Which, haven't the, the thing with a cult classic is that it takes a while for it to, and then it gets popular again but there hasn't been one that we've no. seen. Maybe we're just buried in what? so much streaming crap that we're not getting the, the, yeah. the quality. I don't know. I need it. And I'm writing stuff to hopefully get my piece out of it yeah. in there to, to say, hey, here's some better shit than Rock'em Sock'em Robot. <laughs> what, uh, what do you think is the last really good, really original movie that you saw? <sighs> this just popped in my head, and it's been a while, but... Um, I think it was just called Monsters. Monsters, yeah. The, the border of Mexico and the, the alien invasion, all that. You thinking of what I'm thinking? No, I mean, I've heard Brandon talk about it. It's a great film. Yeah, yeah and, and it, it kind of snuck under the radar because it seemed like this weird gimmicky monster thing. The monsters were, you know, like the least, like least involved in the film. The rest of yeah. the film was about the story of this yeah. guy getting this girl out of Mexico. The concept of it, the idea, everything was. It was just, it was very unique and it was very well shot. It had great dialogue, mm-hmm. good acting, mm-hmm. it w- and it had good uh, imagery. Everything about it was really, really good. Yeah. It was a good, smooth flowing movie. Um, that's one that I always just kind of snuck in on me. I was like, holy shit, this is good. And, and it looks like a gimmick movie on Netflix. I, I can't, I honestly can't remember the last time I saw something that felt like really creative maybe <clears throat> and i don't even know for sure that this wasn't adapted but maybe it'd probably be like parasite for me mm. that was like what a year and a half ago mm-hmm. at this point yeah more than that i think yeah technically yeah Pandemic I, kind of, I think we lost a year yeah i thought that was that was one that made me it kind of made me uncomfortable but also kind of really uh I don't know how to describe it. Like you just get that certain tingle after a movie like that, where mm-hmm. you're just kind of blown away. Like, yeah, no, that wow, was, that was a good film. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like I said, it's anything that flows smoothly. Yeah, and keeps you engaged. It's very hard to come by now. There's been mm-hmm. so many times where, I, even a movie that has a big name nowadays with Ethan Hawke, or um, yeah, what's the unhinged Russell, Russell Crowe, Crow. or all the things where it's like, oh, a big name. Hopefully, they at least. They signed on because the script's good. And again, they're like five minutes in. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give it another 10 minutes. 15 minutes in. I can't. This Out. is fucking Thrown in the towel. Who approved this? Who shot this? <laughs> Who edited it? Just like, uh, it's hard to say. You know, it's easy to say for us. We're not involved in it. But I mean, give us a chance. That we probably could do better. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I've read some of our short fiction. Yeah. Well, I've read all of our short fiction. I'm putting it on the site. You better have. And it's... <laughs> Listen, and it's, Hollywood, if you're listening, we have a an amazing post-apocalyptic 
idea. I I haven't shared that I with don't, the team. I know you need either. to. Yeah, I need to. I'll I don't do want that to bug tonight. you about it, but yeah, I'll do that tonight. It's there, not. There, it's not. My I'm best. not gonna. Yeah, but the, the concept there is amazing, and I'm not gonna spoil it here for Hollywood to steal it. I don't want anyone to. I want everyone to read Bastion. <laughs> What's the name of the? Of it's it? just called Bastion. It's just called Bastion. Yeah. Bastion and his world. Yeah. His post-apocalyptic world. I think the uh, the tagline I wrote for the social media post was that Bastion is like unexpectedly faced with the zombie apocalypse and he's tasked with getting his community to safety. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, it I, needs it needs a full. I had up. the story I had written down uh, was just so insane mm. that even I. Listen, I I have a pretty wild imagination and I can be open to a lot of things, but the way I had this story outlined and I started working on it in 2017, the way I had it outlined, I got halfway through it and then didn't touch it for like three Mm -hmm. years and then just worked Mm -hmm. on it here and there until it finally got done earlier this year. But if you look at that original outline, it would be an entire novel. Mm -hmm. If I actually wrote it out that I, way, I want you to write. I remember reading the first paragraph it's three or four that, years it's ago. Not that good. I I remember reading the first paragraph and I thought, <laughs> "Holy shit! I can't wait to read the last sentence." I just don't. I don't really think it's that good. I don't. I, I really don't because I I there was part of me when I was finishing it, I got through it and was like, "Man, I'm just gonna fucking go for it. I'm gonna go like full bore every every idea I had written down." And if it ends up being a novel, then so be it. I'll I'll submit it somewhere. Maybe somebody will uh, will uh, will print it. But it's it's very um, I don't know. The style of it is very much like uh, I don't know what you would compare it to. I don't want to say that it's written poorly on purpose, but I think that's part of the uh, the humor and the surprise of it is yeah. is how it's. I mean, there's a big piece of this that no one knows about. That yeah, that makes it be like, oh wow. <laughs> so I'll I'll have to get that to the team. I'll have to don't let me forget. I'll I'll post I'll that bug to the you team. About it. Yeah. Bastion um, needs to see the light of day. But yeah, we could turn that into a movie and it would be better than Vin Diesel's Rock'em Sock'em Rock'em Robots. Sock'em off robots. <laughs> All right, Cadbury. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Sobros Power Hour. We're at the end of another show, which means it's time for the closing icebreaker. Last week I talked about my affinity for hotels. I still like a good old fashioned hotel mm. opposed to an Airbnb mm. because I just Airbnbs. I feel like I'm in someone else's home mm. hotels. I don't get that. It, it brings back memories of vacation and that sort of thing. I just, my mind associates hotels with fun and adventure. Where do you stand on the argument? Which do you prefer? I think I lean more towards hotel side, but it also depends on the situation. I like the concept of both. Um, yeah. I think there's some things that, makes me uneasy about the Airbnb VRBO stuff is that I don't think I'd be comfortable with just random strangers staying in a home that I sure. owned or, in, or maintained sure. investment property kind of thing. Like that might be a different story. And I know that Airbnb VRBO, you can um, filter through and, you know, kind of weed out bad applicants and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit more controlled. Uh, whereas a hotel is, if they got money, you got to go to my room pretty much, you know? So, yeah. um, me personally, staying somewhere though, I feel like I am invading someone's space if I go there. Uh, cameras are extremely easy to hide here and there, and you hear about yeah. these creepy stories every now and then. So, just one of those weird things to think about. But 
hotel is easy. Get out. It's it's just that it's that traditional thing of like you know how it works. Mm-hmm. I thought with Airbnb and Vrbo, you know, you think like there's going to be these different set of rules every single place you go. The cost fluctuates greatly. It does. Um, time for and then there's all these extra fees. And I got I booked one um, this past year for my wife as a getaway for her and a friend. And uh, I was like, okay, that's a reasonable price. <laughs> I go to check out, and it's almost like double. I'm like, holy all shit! All these fees. Holy and I was shit! Like, Man, this is just ridiculous. That that happened to me whenever, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever uh, Mose and I went up to Jersey City to cover the uh, independent wrestling mm-hmm. stuff, WrestleMania week. Uh, we found an Airbnb that was like, I want to say it was like a hundred and ten dollars a night, and I was like, great, that's awesome, what a steal! And then. I go through, we were there for, I think, four nights. So you do the math, that's like 450 bucks. Mm-hmm. I ended up paying 700 bucks yeah. for the, for for all that. And I'm like, where where did the money go? Yeah, yeah and that's, you don't get that with it. You do get some taxes, you know, after booking out at a hotel, but it's not this extra one-off stuff. Like, you know that it's just going to be taxes. Yeah, for the yeah, most part, yeah. you know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, and, and it's... Everyone there is under the same. Like it's everyone staying in their lane. Everyone yeah. Has a hotel room. Whereas with Airbnb, like you're you're in a neighborhood. If you show up at the wrong address, like trying to figure out where this particular house is at, I mean you're just at someone else's random house. Yeah. I've been in situations Airbnb where the people lived in the like as in part of the house. Yeah, and I have that, too. That thing's just that's even weirder to me. Is it? There was in this particular case, there was a door between the Airbnb and the rest of the mm-hmm. property. And they put like a fire exit on it with a bunch of alarms, like do not open this door. And I'm like, this feels like a scary movie or yeah. something like, and then there was one, I was staying with a couple of coworkers. This is when I went out to San Francisco and I worked for Lyft at the time. But, uh, one of my coworkers said that she woke up in the middle of the night and heard what sounded like that door closing. So mm. I'm like, are these fucking people coming into mm. the Airbnb while we're sleeping to get stuff out of their fridge or something? Like I, it, that kind of yeah, no, kind of weirded me out a little bit. Yeah, I like my space, so I kind of I try to uh, respect other space. So the Airbnb kind of stuff throws me off a little bit. Yep. I think I'd rather go to a hotel where the the understood I'm concept is you're paying us for your space. Yeah. And we'll clean that space when you're not here. There you go. There you go. I'm with you 100. Yeah. percent All right, Cadbury. Let them know where they can get in touch with you on social media. Um, anywhere. Instagram, Twitter. Those are the only two. Sobro, <laughs> at Sobro Cadbury. So, Sobro Cadbury. Um, find me there. Cadbury Pringle Batch. And I am at Stony Keeley. Collectively, we are at Sobro's Network on all major social media platforms. Don't forget, we've got our Oscars live stream Sunday night, our NFL Draft first round live stream next Thursday night. Going to be a couple of big nights for Sobro's Network. You can check out all of our latest work at SobrosNetwork.com, all of our merch up at SobroShop.com. You can subscribe to the Sobros Network Patreon and gain exclusive access to over 200 items of premium content, including podcasts, articles, videos alike. It's all up there with multiple support tiers available. That's Patreon.com slash Sobros Network. Subscribe to the Sobros Power Hour on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify, wherever you take in your shows. We are out there. Give us a rate and review whenever you have a moment. That's how we get better, and we always want to be better for you guys. Last but not least, don't forget to check out our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Use promo code SOBROSTITANS for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. 
For Cadbury, I am Big Natural Stony Keeley. And until next time, keep those minds right, those asses tight. You stay classy, Nashville. <laughs>